0: hi everyone welcome to the beyond barriers linkedin live today thank you for joining me and well it is the first day we're kicking off hispanic heritage month and so i'm thrilled to join you today for the linkedin live to talk a little bit about a few things that have been in my mind about hispanic heritage month um every year around this year I get lots of organizations, um, Hispanic, um, Latino employee resource groups, others reaching out so that I can come speak and um, engage with their organizations. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. And at the same time, I also get um, friends, peers, colleagues who may not know as much about Hispanic Heritage Month and are interested in wanting to learn. And the biggest question I get all the time is, what is with this new Latinx terminology? Um, I get confused. Do I say Latino, Latina, Latinx, Hispanic? Um, And so I thought I'd take this opportunity to talk a little bit about it. But also, you know, really coming from a place of uniting everyone together. Because as I shared in one of my posts earlier, you know, I truly believe that in order for the Latino, the Hispanic, the Latinx population to really move forward and and get ahead is for us to really go further, faster together as one big unit, one huge family, which we are. But people sometimes take another view or perspective and say, well, all of these different labels and things divide us. Well, only if we let it. And so I wanted to share a little bit today about just giving some history of all of these different terminologies and really what's the significance of Hispanic Heritage Month. And the other question I get all the time is, why does it start September 15th in the middle of a month and go into October? And there are some really good reasons for that as well. So I thought I would share that and also touch on how I really do feel like we need to, as um as a family, as a, you know, just a Latino familia, really start leveraging the fact that we are the largest minority now in the United States. As of July 1st, 2019, the Hispanic population, as it's recognized in the U.S. census, is 60 million strong and more. It's that's like I'm, you know, I'm probably rounding down, but it's probably closer to 61 million now because that was of, as of last year. But it makes the the you know individuals the the Hispanic population the largest minority, roughly 20 percent of the the population. And so we have an opportunity here to come together as one strong, visible cultural familia. And really getting people to hear us and be the change that we want to see and innovate along with society and acculturate as we should. And so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But what I wanted to do is really kind of dive into, um, you know, the difference between the Hispanic Latino, Latinx, and really understand the historical context about it so that we can understand. But first and foremost, Hispanic Heritage Month. What is it? What's the significance of it? And really what it is, is that it's a time for all of us, Hispanics, Latinos, Latinx, whether you also maybe refer to it more from a country perspective, Mexicana, Cubano, Puerto Rican, whatever that is, whatever speaks to you and really helps you identify who you are, that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating our culture and our respective historical ancestry. And it was first recognized way back in 1968 as Hispanic Heritage Week by Lyndon B. Johnson. And then in the late 80s, President Reagan turned it into a month, a really Hispanic, you know, celebrating the Hispanic Latino cultural cultures. He really thought that it needed a month because of the rich diaspora of the Latino population. And so it begins mid-September, mainly because there are multiple independence days um, of Latin American countries like Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. They all celebrate their independence day on September 15th. So we kick it off September 15th. Um, Mexico celebrates their independence on September 16th and then Chile on September 18th. And you have Belize, um, who is celebrating September 21st. So you can see there are lots of different, um, you know, cultures and countries that we're recognizing throughout Hispanic heritage and uh, heritage month. So that's why it's so important. What if you could pinpoint the invisible ceilings limiting your success? Imagine having clarity on your strengths and barriers so you can take action and gain unstoppable momentum to advance as a future ready leader. Well, that's exactly what the Beyond Barriers quiz will help you discover. You'll get your personalized score based on the 25 essential elements proven to accelerate success in the digital age, so you can understand what's holding you back and where to focus your efforts. The Beyond Barriers quiz is completely free and takes just a few minutes. Go to imbeyondbarriers.com slash quiz and take the quiz today. But I wanted to dig into and share with you a little bit about the difference between the, you know, the idea between of Hispanic, um, Latino, Latinx, and I really want you to kind of understand why some people adopt other things. And it really, if you think about it, it's generational. And if you think about every year or every decade, there are new words added to the dictionary because people are finding new ways to define or describe themselves. And it's not intended to divide, but it's really intended to include. And it, coming from you know a perspective of inclusion and helping people feel like they belong. Because if you really think about it, you yourself, you can't describe yourself just as a human. You are, you know, your gender, you are female, you are Latina, you are all of these things. The intersectionality of each one of us is unique and beautiful. And sometimes we need different words to describe how it how we feel and that's how I see it so you get some of the naysayers or people from a you know coming from the other side of the table saying I don't like it um, this is just another label um but at the end of the day it's really our choice I, and I feel like we should be respectful you know to whatever label somebody wants to use to describe who they are and where they feel they belong the most and so really when you think about Hispanic. Hispanic really was a terminology that US Congress passed in 1976 that was helping really describe all of the Spanish speaking you know, individuals in the U.S. from various different Spanish speaking origins, because before then, everybody was just categorized as Mexicano or Mexican, which was not right. And so the term was first introduced by the government in the 1970s. And then it was first used in the census in 1980, as they were having people identify their origin, their country of origin. And so that is where Hispanic came from. But it really wasn't including other countries like Philippines and other things like that. And then in the nineties, you had a lot of people that were, they were, they were resistant to using the word Hispanic. And so the alternative term Latino came about. And in 1997, the U S office of management and, and budget issued a directive that they added the term Latino to the census. And so then the two terms, Hispanic and Latino started showing up. And so people started embracing the idea of Latino because they wanted to represent a broader, they wanted to cast a broader net of the descendants of Latin America. But again, it was not inclusive of everybody. It didn't include um, Spain. It didn't include the Philippines. It didn't include other other countries. And so that is where you you start getting individuals saying, well, let's use Hispanic and Latin um, and Latino because it's more inclusive. And then of course, probably more recently. and most of you feel like it's been more recent than, than um, you know Latinx. Most people feel like this just came up yesterday. Um, but actually it's been around for about a decade. Uh, but it really got a substantial rise in 2016 in June of 2016 when the LGBTQ+ nightclub, was, um, you know, really was attacked. And that is when Latinx really started to get use because Latinx is actually more inclusive of gender. And so those who were gender non-conforming, who were, you know, it's because Latino, Latina, very binary. Lat- Latinx was really kind of a, a term that they felt was more inclusive for them. And so, yes, very few people maybe identify as Latinx. Actually, maybe younger the younger generation is adopting Latinx because they love the fact that it is more inclusive from a gender non-binary perspective. And so that is why we have Latinx. It's not because people are just making up names. It's because people want to feel like they belong. And so I'm of the mind of, you know, Let them use those terms. Just be inclusive. It just takes a little bit of effort from you to be able to say Hispanic, Latino, Latinx, whatever it is that they want to be called, because you're just including them. You're letting them know by making that subtle shift that you see them, you hear them. They belong in this beautiful familia of Latinos, Hispanics, Latinx. And so- Everybody, you know, says, well, what do I use? And you can always use whatever you prefer, but you can also acknowledge that you understand that you might use Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx interchangeably. Or you might even say, I'm Mexicana, I'm Tejana. I'm, you know, it's it's really up to you. And so when it comes to describing their identity, the, the research shows that over half 51% of Hispanic Latinos say they most often use their family's country of origin. So a lot of people just reflect to and, and reflect and will say, Well, I'm Mexican, I'm Cuban, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Dominican. And that's okay. More than half of the population prefer that because it speaks to who they are and that cultural nuance as well. Because we don't fit under one umbrella. It's not this little box, like we just don't fit in there. And so we have to embrace this intersectionality. And like my dear friend, uh, LinkedIn, Frank Garvajala, um, he's always saying, es tiempo to embrace Latinx. Because basically you're embracing a new segment of the population that is identifying and saying they're proud, they're proud Latinos. They have a proud Latino origin. They're wanting to recognize their roots, but they want a terminology that makes sense to them. And so it just really, at the end of the day, the lesson that I want to share with you all is that we're one family. And rather than letting all these different terms divide us, we should allow, we should help it have them unite us and embrace all of those terms, accept all of those terms and understand that we are, you know, visually tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to us below that waterline, the intersectionality that, you know, speaks about your educational background, your socioeconomic status, uh, where you grew up. There's so much cultural nuance and the spectrum of the Latino population, the Hispanic population is a beautiful one. And so we should have multiple words to describe it. And that's where I'm coming from, is that together we will go further faster if we unite as one. And there are lots of my colleagues that will, you know, support that. And there are some of you who will still disagree, and to each his own. But understanding that there is some historical context behind all of these, there are some real reasons why people identify the way they do. And we should just allow them to do that. We shouldn't get upset and refuse to use those words, because when you do that, you're excluding them. And you're basically telling them that you don't see them and that they don't belong. And I don't think that that is any of of our intent. We want to be united. We want to leverage the 20% representation in the US and that powerful number of 61 million Latinos, Hispanics in the U.S. and leverage that power. There's power in numbers. But if we allow ourselves to divide ourselves because we think that we're splitting up because of all these terminologies, then we're the one being left behind. So I think it's time for us to innovate and embrace that change and really think about the next generation of Hispanic Latino leaders of creating more visibility, being out there and being proud. Call your, be proud to call yourself Hispanic or Latinx or Latina um, and be more visible because the more that they see it, then they can be it. And the younger generation want to see all of us out there. And there are so many of my Latino colleagues that I see out there doing amazing things. And let's lift each other up. And that is where I'm coming from because I recently saw a thread where people were getting upset about the Latinx and saying, you know, this is dumb. Why are we introducing this? And, you know, but I feel for those who want to belong and for them, Latinx makes them feel like they belong now part of this community because there is a label that it says, here I am, see me. Um, I don't affiliate or I don't find affinity to Latino or Latina and Latinx makes me feel seen. So more power to you. Um, so that is really what I wanted to share today, that I'm here and I'm excited to celebrate the month and really think about how we can really step into this idea of being united, being one big family and being more visible and stop being invisible. Because I feel like there are many of us who sometimes will be invisible because culturally we were brought up to believe, put your head down, work really hard, let your work speak for itself. Don't be, you know, loud or, you know, don't be chiflada and bring attention to yourself. But at the same time, there is, there is a need for a little bit of self-promotion of this, you know, the beautiful things that are Latino family members and individuals are doing and bringing to the forefront and so let's be more visible let's create a united voice right one you know one of my biggest one of my idols gloria Stefan. i will never forget when she had that song you know oye mi canto but it's louder if we all have one voice if we find our voice and we can speak up together and lift each other up and we can go further that way so I'll get off my soapbox, but I just wanted to tell everybody happy Hispanic Heritage Month. And I look forward to engaging with all of you who I will be speaking um, at your organizations and um, going to various different events and conferences. Would love to have a conversation to hear what you think about all of these new terminologies and really thinking about ways of what are the solutions to bring us all together We now have technology and other ways to all come together and create visibility for one another. And so let's commit to doing that. And let's embrace this idea and this theme of, you know, unidos, right, inclusivity for a stronger nation um, of Hispanics, Latinos, Latinx, whatever, you know, tickles your fancy. Um, Thank you for taking the time to listen and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your Hispanic Heritage Month celebrations. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Barriers podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and tell a friend about it. And subscribe to get new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Visit imbeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes, links, and the best way to connect with our guests. See you next episode.